Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Three Bears in a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I am with... Barry Neal. And Colin McKay. And we're once again at The Raven. And uh, this week we're going to be doing a Valentine's special. Fuck no. We'll miss Valentine's special. We'll miss special. I like how we're doing a Valentine's special without our missus. Yes. As you know. As we know. Um, yeah, again, again, we're at the Raven, as you kind of always are. I think we'll probably be here for a little while longer. Probably, yes. Yeah, we kick us out. And we have been well fed, and we're feeling good. Yeah, we're feeling good. Yeah. 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 Barry, what are you drinking tonight? I am on lemonade with a slice of lemonade. Because Barry's working tonight. Do you know what kind of lemonade it is? No. It's generic gun lemonade. Tap lemonade. Richard, what are you drinking? I am drinking something called South. No. I think it's Southpaw from Gypsy Hill, not yes. Gypsy Hill from Southpaw, yeah, Southpaw South from Gypsy Hill. Hill. Gypsy Hill and there's a... Very nice, it was actually Barry picked out, did you know about this part or did you like the name? I just like the name. Barry liked the name so we're going with, that's how we're going for it. It's nice, it's, it's quite dark compared to what I normally drink, it's, it's um, yeah. but yeah, it's nice, it's nice and bittery. No, not at all. What? Kind of flat, yeah, but it's a nice bit of a bittery taste to it, I really like. It's pretty much how you sell alcohol to me, it either has to have a silly name or if it's a wine bottle, it has to have an animal in the lake. <laughs> What if you've got a silly name and an animal that would use to drink it forever? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's his dream one day. <laughs> silly name and animal label. Um, I, that's basically in Spanish. <laughs> I have bought so many craft and IP beers because of the silly name. A stupid name. Yeah. Because that's basically, and then most of the time it might taste like crap. But you go like, well, that's what they've got. They've got four out. Make a bought it purely because of a stupid name. Yeah. And every now and again, you might find one you like. Like first world problems, we I bought purely because the name sounded kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm making ice, a craft beer, I'm going to call it. It doesn't matter what we call it. Hipsters will still buy it. And, and hipsters will still buy it, and I'll make a fortune. <laughs> that's 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 my name for a beer, which I'm copywriting right now, motherfuckers. That's my name for my beer. Okay. On, on record. On record, that is my name for my beer. Um, but today we're going to talk. Usually we talk about the movies we've seen, and some people haven't I'm seen. Drinking Corona. It's your We're not even discussing. You're drinking Corona. It's ridiculous. Lemonade has got higher alcohol content than Corona. I think. Last week I seen Coco. This week I'm drinking Corona. I'm just saying I'm in touch with my fucking. Why? What are you going to say to Mexico? By the way, I'm out of interest. I've got that space for Mexico, I just think we know what they're doing in the Mexico space, the food and beer places that space. One's never spoken before, Mexico knows what it's doing. <laughs> 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 They've got trouble in the I'm just saying. I think he's running scared, I'm just saying. I think he's more just going to kill the peasants, to be honest, as opposed to running scared. Is that like saying it's a great execution, they're now for North Korea, the Winter Olympics? I, okay, they're now yeah. outside the Olympics, it's a no go. Yeah. But in all fairness, they call since I've ever seen Coco, it has pushed me back into my love affair for uh, Mariachi Lebron nice. and all Mariachi music so for most of between last week and now I've been listening to Mariachi music do you have an a, a urge to go to Cancun and see a donkey show now all of a sudden uh, <laughs> no just watch Clarks 2 instead um, but we'll start with non-cinema viewing club what have you watched not at the cinema not Anything? at the cinema I have watched um, oh Creep 2 the when you heard it last week, the Mark Duplassin. Yes, I watched the second one. Is he involved in the next second one? He's in it. Yeah. Oh, he's in it as well. Yeah. He's the main star in it. Is he a writer um, again or director? Um, I think he may have written. He didn't direct it. He was the same director from the first one. Oh, was it? Yeah. I get this guy the class. Why is this guy not? Huge. From what I know, the plus, he seems to keep himself under the radar. And he, he does stuff that's maybe a bit smaller, and he does it in a way that keep, gives him control. You know, so if he was to go bigger, ah. he would have to give up an element of control to the studio. So if he keeps it things at a certain level, he would do what he wants. Yeah, he's got the he could create events to do what he wants, either as an actor or as a director or as a writer. You know, um, 
Creep one was about this guy who kind of hires a film to film and turns out as a psychopath and kind of folks there. This one's pretty much more of the same. Um, there's times of females having torture that he hires to film him. Um, and first come out of that, you know, the deals that I'm a pseudo killer and I want to document it and she's like, oh. I'll do that because she makes weird kind of podcast things and stuff like that. And it just unfolds it. Yeah, he's a fucking serial killer who's a bit crazy. And it's just amazing. He's just so, it's so watchable. Like, every minute he's on the screen, my eyes are just drawn to him. He's just, he's just, he's he's a proper fucking actor. He can really do that. Are you going to be watching The League now that I've mentioned it a hundred times? I actually am because he's in it. Because he's such a big, big draw for me. I'd also recommend a film called Safety Not Guaranteed. Which is yeah, time travel one. I've not seen it. No, very good. He's the main guy in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, the guy who directed it's um, the guy who directed um, Jurassic World. Is it called Trevor? It's his first film. Oh, right, okay. So he went from that straight to Jurassic World. Wow. So um, question, big question about that. But yeah, definitely try and watch that. Is a good one. But he's in a lot of stuff. I'm looking at his end of He's in like zero dark thirty. So he's, if he takes a role in another film, he's using quite a small role. Yeah. And he makes money off that. That allows him to do. They said the other things he wants to do, and I think Barry said it makes more sense. Yeah. If you if you relinquish control, then as how much of the film is your film, you know. Yeah, we, we're gonna we get to some big budget films later on, but you watch like later on we'll get to Black Panther and we can discuss how much of that is a director's film and how much yeah, of it is Marvel's, is Marvel's yeah, film or yeah. anything like that. No, we keep do you see you know. When he's acting, you see this is his script, how yeah. he wrote it, and how he wants to play it. There's no fucking, no one saying do this or do that. It's purely down to him. So, absolutely amazing film. You can watch them both of them if you can. Nice one. I want to watch them. So, is Scoop 2 any good? Fuck yeah. Really good. Better than the first one. Get the first one, yeah. Genuinely better than the first one. Yeah, in the first one, I think I gave like eight stars. I think you did, you won't. I would give us eight and a half stars. Is it and better, better yeah? Possibly even nine. Cause is it a horror again, a proper horror? Or is it more yeah, a psychological horror? No, there's horror in there, but aye, it's more kind of draws you in the edge of seat because this guy's unhinged to the point of what the fuck's he going to do? And he, he might not do anything. Kind of almost sounds a lambsy kind of thing, almost in it. Like, no, but, no, no, different again from that. It's just, you just kind of, you do, you keep forward and you're like, what's going to happen? And right. nothing will happen, but you're like, nothing happens spectacularly. Right, oh, yeah, wow, okay. Man. Was it, did you find it on Netflix or was it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Netflix, Netflix yeah. Keep one answer on Netflix. I'll have a look for them. Yeah, awesome. Fucking amazing. Um, the other film I watched was one last night called My Friend Dama. Okay, who's in this one? I don't know. Um, the boy that was in Paper Towns. Right, okay. I can't, I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, but it was just, I was just flicking through stuff to watch and I came across it. Again, so Netflix or is it an Amazon one? Or? Um, horror sources. Oh. Um, I found it. Did it be with a K, perhaps, by something? Once again, three um, beers in a movie do not condone. No, do not condone. But if you do something across something that you don't know how you came across it, that's okay. I mean, that, that whole does not hold up in court. If you come across something you don't know what it was, <laughs> you will go to jail for it. Um, so it's a film called My Friend Dammer, and as, as you can imagine by the title, um, it's based on a book that someone who went to school with Jeffrey Dammer wrote about Jeffrey Dammer as a teenager. Um, it gives you a slice of his life. Who is the boy from uh, Paper Moons play, by the way? He's a friend. Okay, I'm uh, looking for him. I don't see him in the cast at all. Name's Bess or Bess or someone else. Or... Back there. Yeah. Alex Wolf. That's him. He's not in Paper Towns, so. Yeah. No. I'm checking it. Yeah, he's not. Hesh and Miss Anne Hesh is in this. You've not mentioned that. I don't know who she is. You don't know who Anne Hesh is? No. You know who Anne Hesh is? I don't know who Anne Hesh is. You don't know who Anne Hesh is. She's in 67 Nights, Donnie Brasco, Wag the Dog. 
I know all those films, but... As Kevin Stifford tells it, it left, you see her asshole in the cycle. Is it her? Is it the cycle? Yeah. <laughs> I thought her name was Annie. Well, Hesh, I think is how you pronounce I thought, it. I always thought it was Annie. Oh. I'm going with Hesh. I'm going to ask Kevin. Okay, you ask Kevin. Why would he know? Ask her. I'm sure in the podcast. She's not dead or anything like that. I'm sure in the podcast he says Anne H. No, he says Anne H. It's Anne H's butthole. Anne H. Yeah. Right, anyway, sorry. Film itself. Sorry, film itself. It's not a slasher movie. It's not a horror film. It kind of looks at Jeffrey Dahmer when he was between 16 and 17 last year at high school. So he's killing animals, not killing people. Yeah, yeah. She's obsessed with animals and stuff like that. His family's higher dysfunctional. He's this unpopular kid at school. Um, it's, sad. it's a really, really sad film. Um, and it doesn't excuse or justify the fact that it comes to be a fucking raging psychopath that kills people. You know, nobody does it, does it excuse that. But you do see, you know, the, the kind of fairness of society that, you know, this person went from this to that and, and how did no one see. Yeah, and that's especially when you're torturing animals, if you yeah. know that's a clear-cut um, path to being a psycho. But it's really, really slow-paced all the way throughout, and it never rushes, and every scene is a slice of life, but there's no kind of real guiding narrative, do you know what I mean? I would just go from one day to a week later, and there's no, there's no steady path road on it, you know, so it's not... Who you compare it to? Anything you interest you compare it to? Yeah. Possibly something like the Florida Project in that, that kind of slice of life genre, or like, um, not Patty Cakes, which I've only seen with Shia LaBeouf and the girl. American... American... something, yeah. Um, um, do, you, do you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's like that, it is like slice life. But it's not American honey, is it? It's something else. Yeah, it is American honey, it is. Um, it's a bit dummy. But you do see that this boy is broken, and you know, it's just like somebody fucking help him, and it never happens, and you know what happens. But the film, you know, it doesn't show you killing anyone, it just leads up to that, but it shows you like he can use to gain these, these bits and stuff like that. It's what people found funny, and he'd do it to get popularity, and he started kind of doing it more and more because it was funny, so he started doing it in more public places. Yeah. So he'd like kind of, you know, spaz out epileptic style and stuff like that. They called it Shulana Dema, and the actual name for it. Well, so it maybe compared to something like what, was, what can we do about Kevin, or what's the problem with Kevin, was something called? No, because it, again, no. it's. No, <laughs> I, I can't actually compare it to anything. It's just Basketball Diaries, maybe perhaps? No, no, not really. Again, it just you know it just simmers, and like I say, there's no steady narrative or structure to it. You know, it's just like here's a day in his life, here's a day, but that could have been a week later, a month later. It doesn't give you there's no kind of steady kind of narrative or like kind of space and time. It's just this is the year in his life, here, here, and that's it. Oh, the slacker type thing. Kind of, maybe. Kind of, maybe slacker maybe closer to it. But it's really slow and it simmers, and it does get you thinking. You know, how does shit like this happen? How can somebody be so fucking dysfunctional? Broken that they're allowed to develop into this other person, but no one. I mean, you're asking that question now, but was it 17 people get killed in Florida for the same yeah, day? Yeah. That's fella, from what you're saying about this movie, that's fella in real life. He would forever be pulling the fucking fire alarm because uh, yeah. it would be getting a yeah. reaction. Cheap yeah. laugh out to the point where the school had to. Yeah, suspend them like get rid of them uh-huh. you know but well, yeah it's for so many people to, to cheer that and laugh at it and not think hold on do you know what I mean and it briefly touches on you know one of the people saying you know I'm sorry but not enough to think this is fucked up do you know what I mean? yeah. it really is it's, it's really compared to watch it's slow as fuck yeah it's, you go in, what you see, it's nice and fucking stabbing and stuff like that. No, don't, don't watch it because you're... It's, it's, it's not a slasher, it's, 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 not, not, it's not like... Not at all. It's, it's not so, horror porn by any stretch. It's not a fucking thinking movie that it really just explores how fucked up shit is that people go out here. Um, 
had the gift that probably seven out of ten. Nice one. Yeah. So it's a good, a good, a good, a good decent watch. My friend Dama. Um, My friend Dama. And I watched them some more Peaky Fucking Blinders. Okay. Tom so. Hardy's in it again, and I'm still enjoying Tom Hardy. Nice. <laughs> and Peaky Blinders. Um, and. I'll give him a like him, I like him. Oh, and Tom Hardy, I know you're a big fan of the character Venom. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for the new Venom film? I have seen the trailer. Well, I've seen the trailer, trailer. Were, you, were, were, you, were you unhappy with the fact there was no Venom in the Venom trailer? No, no. no. You want to see something? It's a shot, something, surely. No. But in this day and age, where you like, it's but a, we all know that no, we know what Venom looks like. That, we're all that, calling that, it that's why I'm bored because this is this is a teaser trailer, so you know there's going to be at least another two trailers. I'm, I'm with you on that, but if you're trying to sell it from an audience, right, to tell Venom character to an audience. We know who Venom is, we I know think, what he can do. I think I'd not that the hardcore would go and see it and especially and you would capture that audience of oh it's Tom Hardy, let's go and see it. I think like people of movie studios need to learn less is fucking. No, I agree less is more it's but like, yeah, I agree yeah, less yeah. is more with a lot of stuff, but with this you need to show something to the point that people are gonna to want to see it because yeah. as I've seen with stuff like Dread, just having a good cast and a good idea doesn't get you a good doesn't yeah. get you a box office. People will reject it very quickly unfortunately. Um and Alpha was up to later on as well might suffer the same fate. The something's out coming out on Friday might suffer a similar fate to that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think you need to show something But this is not about trailers, but it's trailers. a question of is Tom Hardy bigger than Ben? Yes, he is. Yeah. He absolutely is, yeah. yeah. I think I don't think enough people not know. Not for us, for me he's not. No, not for us, but I think is if you try and explain what Venom is to people, people are going to roll their eyes and go, what? Which I did tell you, her response is, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, try and explain Venom to create people is hard, but if yeah. you can tell them, oh, Tom Hardy's playing, you go, alright, fine, I'll go and see it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm 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 see it. Yeah. But your missus is not going to, because your lady is a massive Tom Hardy fan. She is. She is. So she'll see it regardless. She'll go see it regardless of the fan, yeah. If you want to go see, if you do, we're going to see a Venom film, should we go no? Yeah. But I'm going to see a Tom Hardy film, people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a personal thing as well, because I'm very, I'm very wary now of like superhero movies, just because there's so many yep. of them. I'm, I personally am burned out of them. Fair enough. Very much. So that's why I'm kind a lot of time I wait for like a lot of recommendations yeah. from people before, before you, uh, I will go and dive in. Yeah. You know? Anyway. So, uh, you've seen people like Barry, have you seen anything uh, this week? No, it's me, Barry, over here. I have only seen one movie, which is uh, the original Cloverfield. Nice. Why did you watch that? Just because you enjoyed the, or kind of half enjoyed the first one? Or the, the third one, sorry? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much predominantly from our chat from last week yeah. about uh, uh, Cloverfield Paradox, and I thought, you know what, I mean, I, I had known that it was on like online services, so I thought, you know what, fuck, I'm going to go back and watch it because it's been years since I'd seen yeah. it. You know what? Storyline and everything legitimately holds up still. Like I Jack yeah. holds up. Yeah. The only thing that looks a little bit ropey is certain CG moments. Not all of them, but uh-huh. certain. But this, I don't know. I, I am not an expert in this field at all. This could be a combination of them trying to squish CGI into shaky cam footage. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean. But, Bad CGI exists in the best films. Again, yeah. we covered a film later on that had some pretty dodgy yeah. CGI and spent a shit ton of money on it. So yeah. the fact that the CGI closely looks a bit ropey after how long has that been out for the Eleven years. So 2011. Things, uh, sorry, 2000. And I think CGI dates were a lot worse than a lot of other things. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's very noticeable yeah, at times. Yeah. If you even watch like some of the early like Lord of the Rings films, you can see some yes. some of the CGI looks kind of almost like video game at times. Even the early Marvel ones, some of Yeah, exactly. Even yeah, yeah. you know stuff like that, you know, you can tell it, it doesn't hold up quite as well as it once did. So but, yeah. No, it's fantastic and like I know the outcome, right? It's like pretty much they're heading towards the end, right? Uh-huh. But you're still sitting, and I was still sitting there after years of like not watching it. I was still sitting there and I was seeing, holy shit, that was yeah, actually yeah. like legit good. It's a, it's a legitimately, it's a legitimately well done film, I think. And yeah, it's, yeah. Did it make 
Paradox more interesting because there is that look. No, it's not. Nah, I think I think you, I think you can watch all three of them completely separate from yeah. each other. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. The only problem, if anything, when you go watch Cloverfield and then and that big Cloverfield. Take Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, take Cloverfield Lane. Which I probably will watch. I think week. I think that's a better film. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. it opens up more questions with paradox because yeah. you start going. Right, so what's going on here? Like, where's the, where's the timeline here? I think as soon as they brought in, and we're getting back to Paradox, as soon as the Paradox they brought in alternate timelines, oh. ultimately it doesn't really matter where these are from, they can be sent any timeline they want. It's, it's all now open for any Paradox, sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah apparently you can do whatever you want with it now. Is it the new Twilight Zone? Maybe it's going to be... I mean, that's what I'd like, you know, it would be interesting to see that kind of thing... Yeah, come almost up. a weekly kind of... Oh, yeah, that means... Yeah, like, weird. Almost filmed this year, the, the label, Cloverfield, yeah. that have very tenuous links to the actual... Fucking any. If any. Yeah. You know, maybe be a monster in it somewhere that looks like a Cloverfield monster that'd be it you know so yeah I think it could, it could be like that like, yeah I wouldn't mind that at all I'm, I'm all for the anthology kind of thing yeah. that's but that's when you've watched this week apart from what we're going to get to later on uh, and also <laughs> I've watched the first two episodes of uh, Dirty Money which is a Netflix documentary series from Alice Gibney yes yes uh, I mean Gibney's a really, Gibney I think he's I don't know if he's directing all these documentaries or if he's just like overall like, the executive producer of them all but he's a phenomenal d- uh, director of like um, of documentaries. He's like, done one called Taxi to the Dark Side, okay. which is a great documentary all about sort of radi- radicalization and some and um, you know, know what it means to be a terrorist. Okay. Uh, he also done one called I saw recently about Scientology. Mm. It was on HBO and, and Scientology basically tried to ban it. You know, they went big on it, trying to get it broad banned, and they couldn't because everything he said was legitimately correct. Yes. You know, which made it even more you know tougher for them. But if you find the documentary, he always he tackles subjects that. You think you know enough about it, you think you know about it, and then he just finds another little, a little link or a little look into it, and you go, oh, shit, I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, like, yeah. You're doing one right now, I think it's going to come out. It's been on the the circuit, like the festival circuit just now. Oh. It's all about the um, the troubles in Northern Ireland and sort of like the informants getting and, uh, getting taken away and things like that and killed by other governments or things like that, or, uh, or by like rebel organisations. So, apparently, again, fantastic stuff to watch. So, if you find anything by Gibney to watch, it's definitely worth watching. It's cool. like, it's Hi, I'm certainly looking forward to getting back into the rest of the season, yeah. you know. Um, but, Richard, what have you been watching? I've watched, on to you, um, Black Rock, which I'm mentioning to Colin because it is directed by a woman called Kate Ashton, uh, Ashton, sorry, who is married to Mark Duplass. Oh, yes, she's in the league as well. Yes, yes. Yay, so she's married to Mark Duplass, so Mark mm-hmm. Duplass and her wrote this from the year. She directs it, she's also in it, alongside Kate Bosworth. Okay. Um, and it's basically about three women who go to an island for a camping trip to try and reconnect as ladies, not in a lesbian way, more of in a friendship way. And while they're there, they meet three guys who, as guys are, will naturally try and kill them. Yeah, cool. Only because something happens that makes the guys think they're trying to kill them. But the guys think the ladies are trying the to kill them. The guys think the girls are trying to kill them, yeah. So it's a, I'm going to kill you, misunderstand it, Yes, type ah, thing, yeah. Right. But it, it's, is it fun? Is it a comedy? No, definitely no. not. It's, right. it's okay. very dark and gruesome and sort of very... It, I mean, there's comedic elements in it, yeah. but it's, it's more, very much in the black, dark sense of the comedy. Oh, um, okay. Really well done. Really low budget, again, keeping in, in tune with what they do. You know, they get enough money just to make the film, get them total control of what they want to do. Make some really does some really interesting twists and turns, um, but yeah, really a really solid build. Can I always the class isn't in it? No, he's not in this one. No, no, right. he's he's just he's, uh, he's producing it and he's also the co-writer of it. Right. But yeah, it's a really interesting, really well done film. Yeah, it's on. on I saw it on. I think no, it's on film four, and I love film four. You know this, yeah, so um, yeah, yeah it's on film four. Yeah, you love film four. Um, so yeah, find that. Think it's called Black Rock. It's Black really, Rock. Really okay, worth watching. Yeah. Uh, other things I've watched this week. I finished Black Mirror season four. Okay. Which 
Uh, how, I don't, how are you feeling about society at the moment, Richard? I mean, I, I mean I'm always questioning society. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's the best Black Season season, Black Mirror season. I think there've been better ones. Yep, 100%. I think every episode in itself, I, I really enjoyed Crocodile, and I say enjoy it in, in not a bit of literal sense, but I found it compelling. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see how like something like that could happen. Possibly, yeah. You know. Um, I, I enjoyed the episode um, that came after it. I think it's called Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. I enjoyed that one. Um, I like the robot one, the, the dog robot. Yeah, that was fucking. That was, that was good. That was grim and dark and horrible. Like, um, I was a huge fan of Archangel, the one about the girls, the girl who's like the sort of the, the thing in her brain. She get in her mum could give a track on her. Then, I, I do believe it's not going to go to that extreme right away, but I believe it is. We're constantly pushing forward and oh, no. constantly sensitising. Uh, sorry. Uh, I sensitising kids um, with their content online and what they see yeah. in real life. Yeah, it's it's the start to cap push constantly about how little kids can and can see. Can yeah, totally. Can see. It will get to a point where it will be like that episode where it will be ultra violent. It won't just be like oh this guy murdered this guy. It will be this guy fucking murdered the whole entire office board yeah. just for the shits and giggles. Like that's like where I definitely do. That's where we're heading with all this fucking snowflake culture. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it does feel like that's where we're going. I mean, like I remember watching horror movies yeah. when I was young. Like probably to the point where like I probably bought a lot of it out. Yeah. But I do distinctly remember seeing horror movies when I was a young lad. I mean, I remember seeing Robocop when I was like nine and been absolutely terrified by it because like there's a bit in Robocop when he gets turned Robocop. It is yeah. fucking brutal. That's, yeah, that's feeling what. But I mean, you can see the like generation. I mean, right now this week, I don't even saw the story this week about the filmmaker Peter Rabbit had to apologise because like, there's a scene in the film where the, the rabbits throw blueberries, blueberries at a kid or something and somebody, oh somebody's kid had an allergy and an allergy and they said oh my kid getting bullied by people throwing allergy no, like, like fuck off that's not on the worst thing is though with this whole Peter Rabbit thing is the fact that the studio came out and had to fucking apologise what the fuck is that all about that is ridiculous I mean, to, to apo- a petition it was a petition to apologise like like why thousands and, and the, the thing is, these movies don't just get made by a studio, they've fucked into the cinema. These go through rigorous fucking testing. Like, like uh, uh, what's the British one? The BFA. BBFC. Yeah. Like, these people are sitting there watching it to give it its fucking stamp Damn. of approval. I mean, what the fuck? Aye. I mean, I think even BBC was half pushed to go, why the hell was. It this, is, this is not an issue. Cole, how many issues? You're the, you're the you're only fellow. You're the father in the place. Yeah, you're the only fellow. My kids here. Yeah, that's what I mean. Responsibility. Sorry, sorry, man. How do you feel about this? Like, I know we're kind of banging on and people like, let's show an eighteen movie. So, like, yeah. like, like, let's show them the shining. Yeah. You know? But it's like, it's like, how do you feel when, about it, about the, the Peter Rabbit thing and about what, kids? Peter Rabbit you know, thing for at, start. At what, at what point do you start saying letting your kids see like straight up horror movies? It, do you know what? It's individual because like, you can watch as well and it's up to you to decide what your kids should watch. Yeah. So I know, like I let my kids see the thing 
when right. it was about 12 or 13. Okay. Because I've seen the thing 101 times. Yeah. I know exactly what's in the thing. I know my kid and yeah. I know what's going to affect you know, you can my, handle. my yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, I've not let my kid watch Reservoir Dogs because, again, I know what's in You're wrong that. for not letting him see it, but we have fun ripping off respect your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting there. We'll see it. We need to be trusted as fucking adults and parents. We need to have a certain amount of kind of saying what we do with our kids and not fucking the BBFC or whatever it is. Yeah. But, but, but for, oh, we're not seeing Peter Rabbit yet, so we can't actually judge it right yeah. now. You, can you imagine anything uh, in that Peter Rabbit scene that would make you what, go, no? What, what I know about it is the whole context, if you, it's the problem is people have jumped on this one little bit without yeah. seeing the movie. Yeah. But according to Phil uh, DeFranco, just fucking name dropping him, yeah. according to the whole thing that he's seen is. This fella has been trying to kill these rabbits by different means. Okay. And it's got to the point where this is his only weakness. Uh-huh. So when it's a life and death situation, you go for someone's weakness. You know? Just floodies. Barry's now sizing us up going, how can I take the two of them out? You know? I'll use his size against him. Mitchell does have a weird affection for twixes. <laughs> but yeah, it's got... I think the whole thing is... This whole thing... Is just getting out of control now. When people are having to apologise for a kids film, for an individual scene that people haven't obviously seen the whole. No, they have. Movie. It was in America. It started with Americans seen the film before us. But this is the whole problem once again about social fucking media and the fact that someone or a couple of folk have a random idea, uh, yeah. and then you go, "Oh well, shit, I'm pals with him. I better not fucking yeah. like go against him and stand up for myself." It becomes a thing. I think everything can aff- anything can offend anyone. Yeah. And if we're gonna go with the world where everything can offend anything can offend anyone, we're not gonna watch anything. All we watch is a white wall. You know, it's like, wait a minute, let's fucking get some rationals. What kid in a fucking nightmare needs blueberries anyway? Fuck off. It's only been in the last week I've been eating blueberries, and that's the first time in like my yeah, life. Because you're like going, I'm going to do it out as the power of the, the Peter Rabbit God, people. Oh, Jesus, I should not see that body some blueberries here, Buffy. Fuck off, I'll go uh, Give me a cold Don't get me wrong. Blueberries are very healthy. They are, yes. Yeah. They've got a lot of nutrition on those wee bad boys. <laughs> but uh, it, is, it is ridiculous now. I mean, yeah. apologising for a kids' film. This, out of the nuts and bolts, this is what people are getting upset about. Yeah. It's a fucking kids' film, which is aimed at fucking kids. kids yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be different if it was a 15 and it was pushing more to be an 18. But <laughs> the, the studio gave them a wee backhand to get more money in. Hey, that's acceptable. I'm on that camp. But it's even this is a fucking kids film. Yeah. And to be honest, ninety nine percent of the time the kids are just gonna see that see that scene and just be like, what? Aye. And also the thing as well we can say is um I've now lost my coach like Barry's rant is I lost my train of thought or that. You're as you are generally as enraged as I was. That I was, think it's because I'm a I'm a I'm a keen member of the I don't monster going, fuck me man. <laughs> what are you all about? No, this is this my point. The parents in that film, can I, can I give you something to work about this? The parents in that film who are going, that's ridiculous, we shouldn't be allowed to see that, you know, kids are going to freak out about that. They're the same kids who, not three months ago, before they sat down by their parents to watch Home Alone. Yeah. Oh. A film about a psychopath trying to kill people in a house. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently that's okay, but a rabbit thrown 
a blueberry to somebody can kick off an allergy. Oh, it's like just Let's just be honest, Barry. Imagine if it wasn't blueberries, right? And it was carrots, and somebody loses a fucking eye. Where did this madness stop? Exactly, it's where the madness stopped, yeah. Do you know what I mean? To be lose eyes, carrots. Anyway, a funny black mirror. That's the main point of this, yeah. A funny black mirror, and I really enjoyed it. Moving on. All other thing I think I want to give a wee shout out for that people should watch, I don't know if people have seen it, is Derry Girls on Channel 4. Is it good? It is phenomenally funny. Yoga is like a classic sitcom already. Yes, it is genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, like, I was, uh, it's Far Ted meets Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. It's like genuinely me, me and Joe watched the last episode and we were absolutely on the floor laughing. There is some brilliantly funny stuff. It's just it's sets you on the troubles in Northern Ireland mm-hmm. and it sort of just takes the complete stupidity of that and runs with it completely and it's brilliantly done. It's very fun. It's only six episodes long, it's a real shame. Oh. I like to see more, but is it's that in that classic British comedy mold of yes. we don't do twenty of them, we'll do six, but every one of them is absolutely bang and perfect. Gem. You know the IT season. Yes, it will be. Like the IT crowd or like black books or you know forty towers, all that kind of stuff. You know, make it bang on perfect. Don't yeah. don't really don't put any filler ones in. And you know what? America did start following suit for a long time, and we do do it with certain shows. You do actually. Yeah. They almost do the taster. The, the first season of the show is like six episodes. If it hits, then all of a sudden they go right. We're going to go fifteen. So, no, just keep it tight and compact. Keep it at six or seven episodes. No fucking filler. But this could be towards the fact that they're still pampering for the TV channels and also advertisement oh, that comes from that. America's got so many channels, right? That has to, and like <laughs> in America, like channels like they have all their main networks, but even their small networks are still got massive audience and they demand content, they need content and if, if people aren't producing, if, if they don't produce they've got to fill it in the repeats and they don't want to put repeats on, yeah. they, want to, they want to fill it with actual original content um, and that's why you get a lot of crap on and that's why sometimes you get stuff like TV shows that, why write out TV shows, but also why TV shows are now on 25 years so as long as opposed to you know, 10 or 15 and it's a real shame. But yeah, so. I'll give that a watch because I really need to find something to, I'm on the verge of starting up The Bachelor just so I know no. what other folk are talking about. No. Yeah. Watch Derry Girls, watch, well you've seen Black Mirror already, but watch Derry Girls, it's a fantastically good comedy. I already have my, my secret love affair for the Geordie show, it kick-started <laughs> kick last week, so I'm like, yes, good to have this absolute trash television in my life. Absolutely, I mean, I didn't want to watch it, but Jill for some reason started watching something called Supervet. On channel four oh, or E four, right? I, I hate reality television. I absolutely despise reality television. Yeah, I, I, take, it, I absolutely hate it. Bullshit drama. It is. It's just. It's paying people nothing to try and get drama out of real life, and it's, it's badly edited to make it even more dramatic. And it's you know half the time it's going to go. But god damn it, if she's watching everything, I am not complete. As soon as I have sick dogs on TV, I'm just I'm drawn in to try and see it get better. That's all I want to see the dog get better. Yeah. Yeah. So far I've watched like three episodes and no dog has died yet. If a dog dies, I'm out there. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the show. But as long as the dogs keep living at the end of it, I'm okay with it. But yeah, it's, it's amazing how quickly that reality can suck it in a roof. And I don't want it to be that way. I want to watch proper scripted good drama. You know, but I will not I watch it. I genuinely yeah. hear you. Like, I gave up watching. Do you know all about Guinness? I know about Guinness, the big bits in my mouth bad legs. Oh my god, heartbreaking. I, I gave up watching Ice Road Truckers because after I went season two or three, then pretty much interjected bullshit fucking TV drama. Oh, that's like, the point you get to that. Right, guys, there's, there is a level of danger. But Michael, you're talking about even driving down the car park road, yeah. they're going to fall through the ice. That's I mean, the point, yeah. They do. Uh-oh. Once it runs out, the, the drama runs out in the first season, they have to basically manufacture drama to make it, you know. And it's horrible because it's, it's, I don't know if it's just because we have not been subjected to that kind of level, but in American shows, it comes off a mile away, like you know it's coming and you're like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, you feel it, you feel it coming. 
Um, but as we're about to move on to movie reviews, I've now got a new beer. I've got first world problems, Colin. Oh, he's, God, he's still on Corona. Um, I love first world problems. So I'm very happy to have first world problems. It's a wee pint, though. If I can, if I can, I had. So they gave me a wee, like, a, wee pint, yeah. a wee pint last thing. So I, I like pints a bit because I feel like a giant. That's like a, giant, <laughs> a, a crawling giant pint. With me, I feel like I'm the Hulk. I'm back when I'm lifting up. Enjoying for a small pint, and I've just finished my second pint of lemonade. lemonade. So maybe we're rattling in about half an hour. <laughs> um, we'll do the films for this week. So there's one big release out. We'll get to at the end. Yeah. We'll finish off with that. Um, we'll just talk about some other films first. The first one we're going to talk about is one I saw. I don't think you've seen it, Colin, or you, Barry. Not yet. It's called. I think it's still out, which is good. Yeah, you think you'll, you'll see yeah. it. It's called The Mercy. Yep. Uh, directed by a guy called James Marsh, who directed Man on Wire. Man on Wire, sorry, the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also did the Project Nim, remember the Project Nim documentary when he was a monkey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as a film director, as actual director of, of Pros, he done um, Shadow Dancer, which was Clive Owen and Gillian Anderson, based all about um, the troubles in Northern Ireland um, right. and trying to investigate them. And also, big hitter that he's one that's probably going to get him the, the, the push to do other stuff was The Theory of Everything a few years ago, the Eddie Redmayne one about. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that was his last film, so this is what he's moving on to now. And the story of the Mercy is basically about a guy called Donald Crowhurst. I believe so. Yeah. Who oh. entered a competition in order to race around the world. I'll be the first person around the world without stopping on a boat. So, yeah. Solo around the world without yeah. stopping. Because yeah. uh, someone had done it first without stopping once. So the idea is now to do it once without, do it now without, not without stopping. The, I think it's the Daily Mail or the Sunday Mirror or something puts up, puts up a, a prize of... If you do this, the big prize money, five thousand pounds. Yeah. Which is obviously this it's is even then it wasn't sixty five I guess it's forty five. Yeah. 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 I'm going to quickly interject here. I watched a documentary thing about uh, trucking um, oh. from the seventies and the right. guys get paid eight grand. Uh-huh. So I got done I Googled the trans translation of that money in the 70s to now and it's coming out with 45 grand so like five grand so probably maybe 35,000 pounds that's not a lot of money to do this no, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a lot it's not a huge amount of money I mean I'm sure five grand will buy you a lot of stuff in 1969 or 19 whatever it's but still yeah. I need more money than that Absolutely. but basically it's not it's not a spoiler it's a true story everybody yeah. knows a true story which is he basically gets out of Plymouth gets to maybe close to the equator and realises Fact, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I'm a man who should not be doing this. This is the wrong thing to be doing. Yes. Um, about, but that took about five minutes actually a port. He realizes this like I am way in over my out of my depth. Yes. So I am not a sailor. I am not a sailor. <laughs> I should not be doing this shit. I need to get out of this. But in the film and in real life, what had happened was he mortgages his business and his, his family home uh, against this. So if yeah. he doesn't complete the race, he completely he doesn't have to win it. He has to complete the race. Otherwise, he will lose his home and uh, any business. So basically, what he has the point is he pays, starts making up fake logs and reporting them back to the base of where he is. It's also, is there not? It's also involved there's a race as well. There's art competitors as well, but it's not just him. Yeah, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just have to win it. That's why he's making logs. Oh, just have to win it. Yeah. So doing these logs of where he is and putting them back home and to try and show you do, where he basically he's, he's still involved in this. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's basically doing donuts yeah. in the middle of the North he's Atlantic. Wait for the to come, come back, back and he's going to join in his, in his head yeah. home. But in this film, basically, he goes in again in real life, he goes mad at the sea and he just he suffers for this and mm-hmm. ultimately it reaches its conclusion. Yeah. Um, the film stars Colin Firth as everyone's favourite Posh Totty. Everyone's favourite Posh Totty. Or mine, generally. I mean, you, you can't, but I mean, Hugh Grant's pushing it now because obviously yeah. after panicking too, but yeah. Colin Firth, always very dependable, very watchable. Yeah. 
Oscar winner, obviously, as well. Um, alongside him is his wife, played by Rachel, Rachel Weisz, Weiss, which like, yeah. we love, and also a great, great actress. Yeah. You've got David Fuelis in it as well. You see that? He plays his PA, his publicist, trying right. to get very money for him. Right, okay. Um, you also get Ken Stott in it as well, oh, who plays Ken like. Ken Stott's always interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a, he's not doing a, he's Scottish, isn't he? Ken Stott. Yeah, he's Scottish. He's not doing, a, he's doing like a weird sort of southern accent, like a, like a Devon accent. This is like took that back a little bit. I've not seen him for a long time. He's in Messiah as well. Kill loves yeah, the TV yeah. show Messiah. Um, but he basically he's a he's a guy who puts the money up for it. He's a guy who doesn't want to take the, doesn't want to take the house off him, but that's right. what you'd be left with because that's a contract. Right. Um, watching it. Really so, I always like you expect the cast like that, very solid performances. Like they're all very, very good, as you would expect. You know, Colin Firth, Rachel Geis, fantastic together. Um, I think I'd read a lot about they were saying how Colin Firth he, he didn't resort to the, the kind of extreme acting maybe a star rate not like no, you know, I don't you know I, I can fucking act I don't need the to be the general the general left all logs like he yeah. wrote diaries and stuff like that. So he basically working off the diaries and yeah. things like that. Um it's nice what they're doing at the show the build up to the race, Crowhurst doing the race to an extent, but you also always can keep them back home a lot of times. So it, a lot of time you maybe wouldn't have the back home look, but I think you've got Rachel Rice playing the wife. You have to utilise her in some way, you know, because she's a, a phenomenal actress. Yeah. So you can't just have her being like, mm, you don't yes. have her stand that window. Yeah, you look for yeah. you say yes, yeah. darling, no, darling. You have to give something to her. They don't give enough to her, mm-hmm. as you would expect, because it's like a film about a guy at sea. But what she does do, as you'd expect, is fantastic. But I'd like to see more of her. What, what I did love throughout it was when he apparently it's when he's at sea, the sound design, like the noises at sea and like how the and just the moment he goes silent, all you hear like the clank of the just the noise of the boat and things like that. It is. Does it give me a sensation? Yes, that's what I got from it. It's really haunting and just really scary as well. Yeah. And you can sense this guy like it's this you are alone. You know, this is like, guys do it now, but obviously they've got the GPS and I guess I think you do they maybe feel more attached to the that's all alone, but they're attached to somewhat. Yeah. This guy's alone. No There's no one. You know, he, he basically said in Morse code back to the back to basis for a lot of the time, you know, so he is completely alone, but then he gets that sense of isolation really well. Um, and like I said the sound design is I don't know if it's normally for an Oscar, we'll discuss that maybe next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. But it is it's beautiful sound design. I, 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 I appreciate when it's done well. Yeah. And that you really get into it. The big problems with it, um, the score didn't work for me. It was a, it the scores a bit. I found it pretty at the start really intrusive. Did it need a score? It maybe did need it maybe at points it does need a score. But I found it very intrusive for a lot of it at some points of it. But when it was actually stripped away, I enjoyed the film more. Yeah. Um, and also Rachel Vice is underused as unfortunately kind of felt would be the case. The, the end of the film and it felt like if they maybe I don't often say this but if you give me maybe another 20 minutes of the film wow. with seeing what Rachel Vice's reaction thing and seeing like maybe more of the home life part of it yeah. I might have enjoyed it more you, you only see her you, you always keep going back and forth between them but you don't, I don't think you can get enough of Rachel the, the, the home life yeah. aspect earlier on we were speaking about this a wee bit um, and you see the guy it's not it's, not, it's a true story it's not yeah. so he dies um, I was reading a wee bit about it just in preparation for something to do. You do, you do some research? I, I actually do. And it, there seems to be controversy over what was it an accident or did he, did he kill himself? Now, the film suggests suicide, yeah? Yes. But it was originally reported that he'd been swept overboard. Yeah. Then it became because of the way the, the, the ship was left and it was it seemed deliberate, mm. it, was, it was likely suicide. Right, yeah. but still, 
I think the film, when I read when I watched the film, I read it as he killed himself. Yeah. I don't see anything beyond that. The way the preparation towards it is, he does he, he does things in the film that go right. If a man was wanting to live, he wouldn't do that. Um, so yeah, I think it's suicidal. Yeah, because you get to the point when he's right. Because a lot of the, a lot of the internal monologue that you hear of the voiceover is obviously um, Colin Firth. That comes from his diaries. Yeah. And he talks about that he wants something to happen and things to happen, and then it means he can get away with what he's doing. When things don't work out, then he has to basically he, he knows he's going to get caught. And if he gets caught, he knows his life's over, so basically he takes the other way out. Um, it, again, I can be a, I'm, I'm a dick for this, but I can be a latest at times. Um, it sounds quite middle class. Very middle class, yes. Does that take. Do you kind of resent the character? Because no, not at all. Class, I resent him to an extent. I or? resent him to an extent. Not resent him, but you, you do realise that he's in. You know yourself before he does that he's in over his depth and out his depth. You know it. You know from the start that he shouldn't be doing what he's trying to do. His British of Jeep hip was let's just go for a big great, great, great adventure type thing. You know, you're going to the Southern Ocean where good, where great men die. You know, and uh, they're more extreme than you die. Your idea of this is not going to work. How does it compare? The comparison for this one is going to be Robert Redford movie. All is, all is lost. All is lost. I, all is lost. I think is a better, better film because ultimately everything in this film or everything that happens to, to Crowhurst himself is self-inflicted. Yeah. He's not doing this. He's ill prepared. He's ill prepared for doing yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah. He pushes it. He maybe he does get pushed by sponsors a little bit. So there's a certain amount of he's, he's with a nudge given, and Rachel Weisz addresses that in yeah. the film. Her character, the wife, addresses that in the film. But ultimately, he is, he is complicit in what he does. Whereas all his lost one is simply a survival. So this guy is, yes, he was nothing that happens to him is his fault essentially. Yeah, he's competent. He's good at what he does. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Bad circumstances is, it gets him in that situation, and that's, that's the difference. But no, I give it seven out of ten. Oh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Maybe not a key, Maybe not, if you're not if you want to pay for it, maybe not a cinema watch. But I thought it looked really amazing in the cinema. But I quite comfortable DVD home Netflix watch. Nice. So definitely go for I really want to catch it. There is still screens, but they are. It's, it's limited now because there's a couple of big films coming out now in a couple of weeks that are going to kill it. Uh, we'll see if Jill wants to talk about this one. Jill, you saw a film. What did you see this week? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Freed, it's called? Fifty Shades of um, You don't have to give much about it. Did you like it? Yes. Was it as good as the first two? It was better. Better? Wow. Better than the first two? Is that the last one? Well, it's got a story this time as opposed to. But you, you liked know, it? You're yes. not going to spin off. No, we're not going to spin off, hopefully not. Um, are you sad it's ending? Yes. Yes. You're very monoslavic. When did you go and see it, Jim? Shot yesterday, didn't you? Was it busy? No. Um, <laughs> would you give it a 10? Thanks. 6 out of 10? That's, I mean, that is good in a 6 out of 10. What were the other two then? They're all just sex. They're all just sex, there's more of a story to it, more of a thriller thing to it. Yeah. Okay. Story with sex. Story with sex, yeah. Um, we'll stick to Emmanuel, I think me and you, Colin. <laughs> we'll stick to that, or anything sharing Shannon Tweet. <laughs> okay, what? Yeah. So there you go, Jill's going to be input. She saw Fifty Shades Freed, and she thought it was good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that was our very brief review of Fifty Shades Freed. Jill liked it. And Stacey liked it as well? And I had sex and I know she didn't like it at all. She does not like this series. <laughs> fact, I thought you guys went to see them with like three friends, like two groups of friends. Yeah, yeah. So, so she gets to sit through it twice. Right, but she doesn't like it though. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunate, isn't it really? <laughs> <laughs> like, how much do I like my friends to go and see this film twice? twice. You know, you know, it's like, that's, that's, that's yeah. Fair oh, yeah. enough. Um, they should put Tom Hardy in, she'll be all about it though. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah she'll be all in there. Um, so, next film is one that's out. I think this one you're not going to get to see. I think it has dropped off the radar very quickly, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, with reason. Um, 
It's called the 1517 Second. Barry's now looking up, rapidly looking up Clint Eastwood on the IMDb, if I got he's directed. Uh, mainly the, I'm talking about this today, uh, has it been you were talking about it? It, 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 it seems weird that no one, it's, it's only happened four years ago, but I don't remember it at all. No, I don't. Like I said, the plot of this film is basically the, it's three American tourists, they're on a train going from Amsterdam to Paris. Yeah. On that train, someone tries to attack the train. Terrorists. Yeah, terrorists, he basically is like, he's a, a Kalashnikov, knives. Yeah. 300 rounds of ammunition and he's about to basically just go to town on the train these three marines step in and stop it so, yeah, it's the tourists but they're also marines yeah. tourists but also marines well two of the marines I don't think one of them is two of the marines right. the film shows no I don't honestly oh, sorry. Sorry. I remember sorry. Barry's now getting film what's he going with American Sniper American Sniper I like oh, it that's a fucking beautiful story it's a great, it's a great story Grand Torino Grand Torino's a great film as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I seen that and I was like that's too cliche as much as I liked it no, I think that's the one that everyone expects you to make. No, Unforgiven, I think, is one of the rumours. Unforgiven, no, it's amazing, but play missive for me, I think, is... Yeah. Anyway, back to the fucking movie. Yeah, so, the interesting thing about this film, it stars um, three gentlemen called Anthony Sadler, Alex Sakalatos and Spencer Stone. Do you know who these people are, Colin? I have no idea. You know why you don't know who they are? I'm related to Adam Sandler. No, he's not. That's why you do not know who they are, is because they're the three gentlemen who are actually involved in the attack. They're actually using them as the actors. The three people from the actual incident and put them into the film as actors. What um, that must be? Yeah, it's odd. It's interesting, but it's, like, it's fucking bold. Um, Does it work? It's a question. It does not. No? Um, no. I'm a Clint Eastwood fan as a director. I think he's a yeah. really good director. Like, I like not only Unforgiven, I like stuff like American Sniper. Yeah. Um, I really like that one he did, Gran Torino, obviously, and that one he done recently about the Frankie Valley. Remember that one? I didn't see that one. It's one he did, Frankie Valley in the... Who's Frankie Valley in the... Valleys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Barry just phone up a minute ago, it's um, the most recent one, I can't remember the name of the film. Dream Boys, not Dream Boys, it's Dream Girls. Um, Jersey Boys. Ah, okay, yeah. Jersey Boys, I really oh. enjoyed that film. Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby oh, as well. Right, so, we've been breathing, we like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Eastwood, Eastwood as a director, he's a crack in it, he's, yeah. he's like almost old school cinema. Yeah, you know, so he's got a good eye for that. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. sort of a classic cinema director. Yeah. This film he's trying to almost go a little bit indie with it, you know, with the idea of bringing in non-actors into it, something that maybe Soderbergh might do or maybe Lynch might do, and then he's shooting a lot of stuff kind of handheld and he's sort of doing it, he's trying to get, and it's sort of a bit, in many ways, when he's doing it, it's sort of an, an old person's view of what kids got up to, you know, in clubs and stuff like that, and that, it, just, it felt very distant to me. But the biggest problem I had with it was the acting. The acting is beyond amateurish, which I'm not insulting them for it because they're not they're, actors. They're not actors, yeah. yeah. If you made the three of us try and act out a movie, we would, or even though we've lived it ourselves or something, we would still struggle to do it because yeah. we're not actors. And I don't feel the Clint Eastwood is the kind of guy who's going to sit down with actors and try and coax a performance out of them. You know, a guy like Fincher might do that, a guy like, you know, um, Spielberg will do that, you know, they'll try yeah. and get the root of something, try and bring it and, and bring it out. Eastwood, I don't see the guy who's going to do that a lot. He's, 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 yeah, you fucking perform, yeah. 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 You better perform. Yeah. yeah. Fucking shit. Um, also, is, is, it, is it only those three that, that are non, non- From what I know, yes. Um, you've also got Judy Greer in it, who's in it, who's she's a good actress. Very good actress. Really, really good. Um, also, Jenna Fisher is in it as well. Yeah. Also, a good actress as well. So, yeah. you have got, but even them, because they're acting next to people who aren't actors, they come across as very bad, to be honest. Yeah. And also, they have like flashbacks when the guys are kids, and the actors have cast as kids. 
are, no, they're awful. Like absolutely awful. Like, I don't know what it was that made him cast out. to try and like balance it out. Like okay, they, these guys are bad, so these guys are at equal level. But oh my god, some of the kid acting, kid acting, you, you, you want to be a little bit less harsh on yeah, it because they are sure, kids. Yeah. But no, kid acting in it some is absolutely wrong. That's an mistake. Sorry, this is the problem. You gotta no. hit them hard. This like, six-year-old was shit. The bad. And again, that may come back to that may come back to something. Not kid. I love twelve. It may come back to the idea that Eastwood's not the guy who's going to sit down with kids and get a performance out. I mean, you know, again, a guy like Spielberg, as we all know, with stuff like Close Encounters and E.T. and Jurassic Park, he can, a, he can get a performance. It's such a bold move. It is a bold move, yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah, the problem with it as well is that the attack itself takes two minutes. It's meant, yeah, because it's in a train. In a train, like so it's, it's quick. We're going to blow you up by now. It's basically yeah. that, yeah, yeah, so it's very quick. The film is about 94 minutes long. So you have an hour and ten minutes of this film, which is all build up, which is basically them on they basically a bit of backstory as to who the kids are or who the guys are, and then it's basically their holiday video for the next forty minutes. I'm going, I don't give a shit about when you saw the trivia fountain. You know, it's like watching someone's bad holiday video, and you didn't. If you're going to do that, you've got to try and do it to give me some more depth and understanding and interest in the character. I had nothing, no interest so of depth what, in the film. What I'm hearing here is, is that this is a fucking very bad version of Under Siege 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an achievement, yeah. it's fucking odd, because this is a pretty good movie. Did you feel it was a bad McCann? Who, nah, man, it No, I didn't think that at all. No, not at all. I think I generally, I generally think that Eastwood doesn't do that. I think he showed a much darker Nazi in America. Like even something like American Sniper, which people would some people praising as being American glory. I, I, don't, see, think I don't see that at all. No, I didn't think that was. But it was massive in the, like, in the sort Come of. Come on, the, the guys having to make a moral choice to you blast a kid in the face with a sniper right. rifle. Manistate, yeah, man, I see. Yeah, kids can get shot too. <laughs> He's holding that fucking grenade. It's fair game. <laughs> no, but like that film went. That film was massive in the red states. Yeah, yeah. Like you know your, your proper Republican states. People saw that film as a, as a proper like you know. Root, like America is great look what America can do and it, I don't see that film at all and in this film it's not trying to do that at all and I don't yeah. see it as that film it's, yeah, it's actually, it's actually the, the attack itself was that sustained or was it real time you know it, 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 didn't, it wasn't a fucking action movie no definitely not it's literally yeah. over in about um, in two minutes yeah. you see snippets of it throughout the film sort of lean moments that got a link to it but the actual attack you see in full is about two minutes long do yeah. you remember the actual events yes I do, uh, do you? I yeah. don't see it at all I think it happened not long after the London bombings yeah not London bombings, see the second London bombings, the ones, I think it's, or not London bombings, something else. Something else happened before it. There was Paris, there was also stuff happening in Paris. Pro- mm. This is such a sad state of affairs. We don't even remember when this thing happened. It's, it's just another attack, yeah. almost. That's, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean like that, but that's what it's like. Yeah. 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 Did it happen about the time that thing happened in Nice? Remember Nice with the, the truck hitting people? Yeah, did it happen about then? Yeah. Maybe, I am honestly can't remember fully, and that's, that's like you said, Barry said. It's a shame. We it's don't, like, these things you've blended in the background of like, oh shit, this is just something that happened yeah. now. It doesn't help with the news cycles as well, constantly chasing that next story yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And there is equally to blame whereas almost like a time almost at either the birth of the internet or before the internet, these cast stories would have stayed in the news cycle yeah. for a long period of time, but now it's just like almost like you get one day if you're lucky it's uh, big enough then boom, yeah. decided. 
and I think, and for that reason, I think it's good this film is made because it, is, it does highlight something like this. Because um, these guys genuinely are they're absolute heroes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt that what they did is un- like I know for a fact that there's no way I would be doing it. You know, there's no way I would charge a guy who was born a classic of. I, I just couldn't see myself doing just it. Just not actors. Is there no actors? Could you see yourself doing it, Barry? Are you trying to think could you, you could? Would you go in? saying if you knew you were going to die and get shot up, I'd rather go out swinging. Didn't <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm using the nearest show as a human shield. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Kids can be human shields too. <laughs> well, they're easier to hold up. Yeah. You get one hand. One in each arm, cover the top and the bottom, you know, so I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> There is a story to be told here, definitely, and, and I, I think it can be done. A, a, I think a different way could have been told better. I would like to see an interesting actors do yeah, it, which yeah. I, mean, I think we've like seen that do it. People could have brought something to it. Not even big actors, just sort of maybe just people who are professionally know how to behave on camera yeah. and how, they, how to work the camera. Even at that, it'd be big better as a documentary and have them as talking heads for it or something like oh, that. It would yeah. work, work totally fine as that. Because it's just, like, like Colin said, it's something he didn't really know about. And it's something people should know about because it's a genuine act of heroism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is it making money? I think it's making some money. I don't think it's making a lot of money. Yeah. But Eastwood, much like our director mentioned recently, he um, he keeps his costs pretty low. Yeah. You know, he's doing things pretty on. You know, he's not doing a hundred fifty million dollar movie. He's doing you know fifty million dollar movie. So if they have a marginal kind of profit on it, it's good. It's good. You know, he's, yeah. he's doing that Woody Allen thing of you know making like twenty million dollars. Not thousand kids. <laughs> Oh, shagging his stepdaughter. He's making twenty million dollar movies, making a hundred million on them. Yeah. You know, and if you keep doing that for your career, then you'll always get money to make a movie. There's no one going to say no, you're not getting money because you'll always make for the profit. I think this won't be quite as big as uh, Mega Sniper, but I think it'll still make money. The Mega Sniper was you don't really think Mega Sniper was absolutely massive in terms of like the box office. Kind of did the fault over here about that. I think the estate side. Estate side, huge amount of money, massive amount of money. Yeah, yeah. But they must be off that. Like they're mad for the whole kind of like. Support the military, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like hurrah, you know, we love the Marines type thing. Yeah, so all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so out of ten, I'm giving it a five. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. And it's mainly is it the, a DVD watch. It could be a DVD watch. Yeah, definitely. So you it's, it's it's a, it sounds such a good story, but just yeah. shame about the acting. It's, it's a good story, just the execution just wasn't there. That's all it was. But yeah, so that was it. Is it a, of course it's a big enough story, but is it a big enough story to be a big budget action dialogue? No, it's not. That's, that's the thing. You need to have a different approach to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't like to see us as a big action. Like, they're off or something like that. I, mean, yeah. I think do more of the documentary. Yeah. That story, it's a, good, it's a really great documentary yeah. over what these guys did before, what they did at the time, what they did after, how it affected their life and stuff yeah. like that. Could be a documentary for it. Yeah, definitely. But we'll move on now, Colin, to the one you're even chomping in a bit to talk about. Yeah. And Barry is a film we've seen. Um, yes, as of last night. As of last night. Great show for many. Big release. Big release. Uh, release. Uh, it is. Black Panther. The 18th. Is it the 18th one? Because we're talking about it. I've done a count. 18 for 18. So this is the 18th. 18th film in the Marvel Universe. The MCU that has started. Colin, for your brownie points, how many can you name? How many can I name? How can you name them all? Iron Man. Right. Four. <laughs> right. Captain America. Yes. Captain America. Sorry, what's Captain America called? Full, full title. First Avenger. Thank you. Captain America Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Captain America Civil War. Yep. Four Two Dark World. Yep. Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two. Iron Man Three. Yep. Um, Guardians One and Two. Yep. Doctor Strange. Yep. Age of Ultron. Yep. Avengers Assemble. Yep. Um, Black Panther. Ant Man. Yep. So many have I got? Um, I'm missing. You're missing one of the doors. Spider-Man. 
Right, man. Uh, four Dark Worlds. Yep. Ragnarok. Yep. Well. You're missing one. One? You're missing one. Second. There you go, man, got it there. The Hulk, yeah. Not Hulk. The incredible there you go. There you go. Well done between yeah. you. Two. Well done, people. Well done. I'm, I'm just thinking this is fucking impressive. <laughs> it was all the rest of them. Um, so, more, but these don't count. Yeah. Yeah. They don't count right now. They don't count right now. We need a fucking blade. We do need a blade right now. Yeah. 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 On to Black Panther, the other <laughs> black man in the universe, in the, black, in the Marvel Universe. Um, directed by Ryan Coogler, what do you know what he's done? Ryan Coogler? No. He did Creed. Oh, yeah. And he also done Fruitvale Station. So, All of which star Michael Bejo. That's his news, that's the man he works for, if you like him, yeah. Um, so the plot of this film is, try and move very briefly. Right. Take those well. Okay, so. Um, so maybe you want to do it? I can do it. Go, sir. Essentially, it's set after Civil War. Yes. Yes. Um, Chikala, the Black Panther, or should be Black Panther, Chikala, yep. goes back to um, Wakanda, which is his home city, his home country, um, to be crowned as king. Yep. Events happen at the essentially kick off a civil war in Wakanda yep. as they fight for the sort of the soul of the country and how the country's going to go forward in this new modern world. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's basically it, it. It's pretty much like he's king, he gets challenged to be king, um, and you know his morals are different because that's he wants Wakanda to help society. Oh, yeah, that's, that's basically that's, a civil that's, war for Wakanda. That's what I liked about it, is it is a simple story. Yeah. It's not like civil war where it's circles and layers, yeah. you know, it's so he's king, he wants to be king, here's his reasons, here's his the fucking thing. Yeah, so in the film we've got Chadwick Boseman, he plays um, the Chala. Yeah. you get Michael B. Jordan playing Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah. Eric, what was his name? I can't remember his name, yeah. Eric Killmonger. Eric Killmonger, he's the main bad guy. You've also got Lupita Nyong'o. Who is wonderful on it? Yeah. You've also got Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman. Do I tell your joke right now? Oh my god, right, so yeah. yeah. Right, say it in the mic. I'm, I'm going to tell it to Barry. Tell it to Barry. Because he's in the middle. So, um, so the Black Panther, right? Um, it's got um, Martin Freeman in it, right? Who was a problem. Yeah. And it's got Andy Serkis in it, who played um, the modern things he was. What's his face? He was Gordon. Gordon the Tolkien Witness. <laughs> it's a terrible, it's, it's, it's shocking. He said this yesterday with so much pride in his face that I'd like Giblets would like it. Poking white, yeah, I'll tell you that. It's, it's a terrible joke, Colin. Who made it up? Where did you hear it? It was online somewhere. Online somewhere. Yeah. Terrible. Um, you've also got Lapita. You've also got Letitia White. In it as well, right? Sorry, who is in? Um, he, he was the, the sister. She's a sister. She was in yeah. black. She's in Black Mirror. That's where and I know from. And you've got Michonne as well in it. Michonne's in it as well. Who's? I've no idea what name. You may as well give it. Michonne. Um, you've got Daniel Kalaya. Uh, Kalaya. He's the boy from Get, Get Out. Yep. yep. And bringing up the rear. For, for fucking Whitaker. Whitaker. And also Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Bassett. Well, yeah, so Google they're sort of the, the, yeah. they're sort of the, they're sort of the, um, they sort of yeah. elders of the, yeah. of the state. Yeah. Um, well, we're at UConn because you are the, the Marvel. You're a Marvel can do no. I am. I think I'm too much of Marvel as well. But I think you're more a Marvel fan than me. But yeah. I'm, I'm more passionate about. It. I think I'm more. You. Yes. You. You're more forgiving of things. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think of, of Black Panther? I, I really, really. Like I don't yep. think it, it wasn't called so. It ain't gonna be one of these fucking pedestal movies. Yeah. Um, I, again, I think the story was beautiful. Say it was a simple story. Yep. Um, I think it's good that it's probably the most 
Yeah. Ah, Doctor Strange. Ant Man, Ant Man is very standalone. Ant Man tied into the Avengers where. But it was still very standalone. Ant Man's story stands as what it is. I think this is the most. I think. Iron Man three. Guardians were very standalone as well. This was really, really standalone. They've created like Wakanda. They've just built a society. Wakanda looks phenomenal. I have to say, yeah. Culture as well. You know, the history of it. Even you got a sense that this is a real place. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The costumes and stuff like that and the line. I don't I don't know was that a real line. I think it's made up of many a few different dialects that sort of combined them and sort of made a sort of a like almost like Klingon is like a phony language but it's, it could in theory work. Yeah. Yeah, like um Dildrakian is it in God the Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Um they managed to avoid your typical Stereotypes. Um, but the stereotypes were there made sense. Yeah, the ones that were there. They were real stereotypes, not made up. Ah, no, they were. Yes, agreed. It felt like it was buried in, in real African culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it felt like that was real. Some of the, the imagery was amazing. Yeah, stunning um, looking, yeah. Some of the CGI wasn't amazing. Big rhinos. Uh, the rhinos, I love fucking rhinos. Yeah. yeah. Dude, rhinos are a fucking jab. I could ride a rhino like a crocodile. But. An odd statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a few moments um, where we were a bit kind of. Uh, I, I forgive it, but they were notable. Yeah. Um, Martin Freeman's accent. He's not quite got the American accent down right, has he? No, no. He's done Fargo as well, and Fargo, and Fargo works, and Fargo does it right. Yeah. And this one, I feel like he, Fargo, he's got he's doing a specific Dakota act or that accent. It, 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 he knows what to do for that one. And this one, he's always been told we don't really know where the CIA guy is from Andy to just do a generic Fargo. American accent. Yeah. And the Fargo, he does his accent, and then he comes out and he's like doing a bad house impression, almost. Yeah. The house accent is only used by one British actor at a time because ah, the same yeah. accent that um, Cumberbatch does yeah. in Doctor Strange, so they're only the only one actor um, at a time can use it. Again, I mean, you're not really going to see it for fucking Martin. No, you're not. Exactly. But I was surprised how much he was in it. Yeah, yeah it's so was that. I was such a small character in the Civil War. He had a. I knew he had to have something because I know he's not going to sign up for the films knowing you're going to have like one scene per film he, he wanted to have something kind of at least semi-meaty so they've always said to him right we went to Civil War you have two scenes yeah. but, but we're doing this 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 and this he he, you know much like Coulson you know with um, Clark Gregg yeah. Yeah. he brought in an Iron Man said like you're doing this it's cool you enjoy it but over the next four or five films you're going to have a massive role in this film and almost like they are sort of um, Molding Freeman to be sort of the the Coulson figure almost. Oh, kind of like what Nick Fury Junior. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, you know I mean, like he's the hub now. Ah, uh-huh, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was bold, did it? It was political. It, it was, it was yeah. making statements. It is, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Kids will not notice him, which is fine. Do you know what I mean? But the, you know, it's it's there's a message there. Do you know certainly, I mean? yes. Like, you know, shit still happens. Shit yeah. still not right. And I think it's bold to have done that. Yeah. Um, that's why I quite liked it. In the fact so, wait, wait, you enjoyed it, yes. Yeah, Barry, yourself? Yeah, I loved it, and that's what I was just going to say. It's, um, I like the fact that it can, it's leaning more towards an adult audience. In terms, I see, so yeah, it did feel like it's in terms of its kind of politics and yeah. just a general storyline, you know. It's, but I think it's the thing that Pixar does well that it has one story that kids can follow and they, and they can enjoy, and that's yeah. absolutely fine. 
but if you are of a certain perhaps a certain origin, yeah. you can read a lot more into this film and say that then than that and then a kid will and or even me you will. Yeah, you know, yeah, there'll yeah. be something more important than that film than what we are. Yeah. Uh, yes. What was like the mention? Uh, the CGI was a big problem for me. Yeah. And I was a little bit saddened when I noticed and I'm like, this was a 2018 movie, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. It's like you, you could fucking buy a small country. Yeah, yeah. but the, the rhino was one that stood out to me, but there was a lot of stuff, even with people when fighting. Were, when the two fellas were flipping down yeah. into the cave to fight on the path. Uh-huh. Yeah. That bit, I was like, oh, but is this Matrix Reloaded? Yeah, some of those people get people get like pushed. If someone yeah. gets thrown at any point, it almost went to sort of the CGI character so quickly. There was a very little, very little wire work around so it was like almost went instantly to the CGI figure. And when it hit the ground, you could tell it was CGI, and then you zoomed in for a close-up, and you go, right, that's a real person then. It felt, the CGI, I thought, was a real, not with the the, the landscapes, yeah. they look phenomenal. Oh, but the CGI of the people just looked a little bit dodgy. And Marvel's had that problem in the past. Sometimes, like some of the Iron Man stuff, I think, looks a bit ropey at times. Yeah. Um, some of the Doctor Strange stuff looks very ropey. Um, and... Ant-Man at times had a wee bit moments when it looked a bit, a bit, time, bit, yeah. a bit ropey, so... Civil War as well, so, had a few... Yeah, so I mean, it's something obviously, budget and time constraints I would have this, but you yeah. feel, you know, wonder why, you know, you, maybe you could have done it a different way, maybe make it more stunt-heavy, you know, rather than making it the, you know, the CGI look. Well, it's soon because it, 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 it's not a film that, that has to rely on CGI, no, because it's really all set. Uh-huh. There's an amazing story there, with a lot of kind of weight to it, that, you know, it didn't need to be carried on by... Well, no, the rivals were fucking awesome, but you know, you didn't need metal rivals. No. That was a bit of a random moment. I was like, this is very Lord of the Rings. It did feel a bit, I thought a bit like Lord of the Rings at one point, yeah, that moment. I had a scene at that point. You enjoyed it, you watched it. Shocking. You were calling me, writing yourself. Wow. Also, on a plus point, I did find a new fetish, bald women. I was like, didn't realise that. Did you buy stage a set of trim? For a <laughs> that, that package is like, like I've had an idea. You know? This is boy. Trevor's with some beer. Me, I thought like, oh, you've been going all around the world with this one. <laughs> Not a hair on your body. Um, it's a nice palate cleanser though before. Um, Infinity War comes out. Yeah, the same way that Ant Man yeah. worked for that before Civil War. Yeah. No, before Ultron. Yeah. Just sort of gives you something a bit lighter, a wee bit yeah. to mix then before we get into kind of heavier stuff. Yeah, just kind of like something just completely different. Aye. Until yeah. they jump back into all the superheroes and stuff. I thought the opening was fantastic, the, the history of the world from McCann's yeah. point of view. Again, it gave you. It's like I said, it was like, aye, there's a culture there. Yeah. And yeah. World Builds, builds in about 20 minutes what would normally take a film a full film. Yeah. That, that was really impressive. In the first 20 minutes, it World Built this entire city and this entire history yeah. or this country and the entire history of what this country you go like I'll, I'll buy it I'm, I'm okay I'm yeah. with this I've bought this now um, standout performances I'm going with the uh, Letitia White as um, the young like the Q the figure the sister who's like the tech genius yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was yeah. phenomenal I thought she was I, really good I really like Chadwick Boseman I think just, he's, he's got the accent nailed because he's an American you know, he's, yeah. accent, so he's nailed the accent but he speaks softly but with gravitas yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Do, do you listen to there's it? a power behind the voice yeah. absolutely um, it's, it, it's almost like a, I'm not going to say it's going to sound really ghost in it but almost like a Dr King kind of way Dr King yeah. or if you're he, speaking outside his speech he's a bit soft spoken yeah, like quite definitely a, you know, to shout, you know, but he, he, when he says something you sit up and listen yeah. um, Andy Serkis had a lot of fun See, this he, is, he was fun this is my big issue with the film I'm not going to spoil what happened, but yeah. Serkis' treatment in this film, I felt we gave a disservice. 
I thought he was a phenomenal character and I love him and I thought his performance in it was fantastic yeah, it was, it just, it, it, he had the best it, moment in the film yeah. with the bit when he's sitting when he's um, singing that's the best moment in the film there's only, there's only, one of the only little bits that kind of lagged this movie was there wasn't really much development on how he got his arm like where did that come from like, who chat, uh, you see that in previous films you see that a bit more it does not help when you skip half a uh, yeah, yeah. Ultron. Yeah, okay. you've seen Ultron. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan was really good as well. Um, what Pilates character? And I, again, I thought it wasn't a massive role, but he gave it. He gave a lot. Again, I thought the treatment in the end, I felt was I would like to have seen him do something different with that character, not just whatever happened to him. Again, it's Marvel, so you never fucking know. True. You don't. True. I know. I think you're right, but you never know. We could turn up again. I really liked the, the head of the female army. I thought she'd done a really good job. Was that Michonne? Yeah, it was Michonne, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she, she. Like, it, it just looks badass. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know. Don't ask him. It's a bit when they're in, see the bit when they're in the casino. Yes. And they're all pissed off, they've got to wear wigs to blend in, they've got to wear shoes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's attacking and she just whips her shoe off, just smacks some guy across the face with like proper, like <laughs> Sucky Hall Street style, you know, like just taking a guy out of a shoe. about that Hundreds of fucking people. Yeah. It's just this dress moving about. And it was quite, quite a good imagine. Yeah, that's what I'm about the fights a lot bit. Because you know what Kugler can do, like if you watch the opening scene, like the opening fight in Creed, mm. where it's like one camera move. Mm. You know, and it looks brilliant. It's just, and it's just a proper brawl for that one camera move. He can obviously do action. It's just down to Marvel. Again, this is, this is, what, this is what I mentioned before. Yeah. There's, out with the sort of the, the culture. The script is, feels very cool when he references things and the you know, you know, I think it's Michael B. John when he, when he goes to Wakanda, he's saying something like, in 19 years ago, a couple of years ago, our people like us were getting massacred in the streets yeah. and you did nothing. Yeah. And it, that feels very, like, obviously, very prevalent now, and obviously that seems very much coming from the mind of Ryan Cooler, who when he wrote oh, something yeah. like Fruitville Station, that obviously gets to that point of, you know, like, you know, race and, yeah. and racing within, like, you know, police force and things like that. So that's there. But in terms of visual style, I didn't think it had anything that made it look like a Ryan Coogler film. But I think when you watch Fruitville Station and you watch um, Creed, he, he has got themes that, and he has got a way of moving the camera that works. That, that it makes him, it gives you his view. So why do you think that is? Because you've got some well, of this could be just a Marvel thing, wasn't it? But then the higher powers have got control, and you're just like I guess direct. You are just yeah, you are essentially working in the playbox. But Waikiki seems to have had freedom to do. But Waikiki, we could again, it wasn't so much the camera work, and it was more the script as well. It was his, you know, it wasn't you know that, that was what he went with. Yeah. But again, yeah, it does seem like Marvel awesome. And everything is well with Thor film. They're on the third Thor film at that point. Two was a bit of a failure, but it made money, but it wasn't really well received. So they were on a they were on a sort of hiding nothing of like, what can we do? And I'm going to try and make it interesting. Whereas Black Panther still trying to launch this kind. Of, you know, he had a, he had a little bit of a a couple of scenes in Civil War. Yeah. Well, this 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 is his film to launch who this kind of is to the world. So they are been a little bit. They are sort of reverting back to the Marvel origin template. Because if you look, you could place this film on top of Iron Man, yeah. Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Thor, yeah. um, Incredible Hulk to an extent. You know, they're all the same origin movie. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that because we all love them and we all enjoy it. And, it, and it's, to me, it's just amazing to see the freaking Black Panther yeah. on the big screen because I never thought I'd ever done, see that. Yeah. Done, not only done, but done with 
passion and done properly and done legitimately, not well, made a full of That tells you, yeah. Uh, he's in Finney War as well. Yeah. I think from what, from what you've seen in Infinity War trailer, I think there's a good chunk in his take place in, in Wakanda, yeah, because I think. We yeah. obviously know there's one character in Wakanda from we saw at the end of Ultron. Yeah, which we'll talk about in a second, then the, the end credits. End credits. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Well, end credits, I mean, what you get. It was Quantum Midnight when it Fair enough. Yeah. One is, um, is uh, T'Challa talking to the UN. Yeah. Which felt very. didn't really do anything. It didn't do anything, it was a speech, and it never lent anything to the universe at all. No, not at all. I don't think it. And the final. Cut one is basically see the three kids looking at a guy in a, a hut, uh-huh. and also you know they've mentioned that in the in the film they mentioned there's um, I'm fed up of, I'm fed up of fixing up white boys. Yeah. You're thinking oh could that be Cap? You know Cap's yeah. Cap's yeah, yeah. always it's, mm. it's not it's Bucky. Yeah. Like, you know Winter Soldier, who we know is a Wakanda anyway from the from, previous from the previous film. We we know he's there. We don't need to be told he's a Wakanda. We know that he's a Wakanda. Which I thought interesting. Maybe I thought it would have made they would have made him Cap. Right. The only thing you get from that film is that bit is he, call, he calls himself Bucky. Yeah, his, his brain's kind of been fixed. Right, yeah, he doesn't. Call, he, 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 he kind of knew that. From, he kind of knew that from the previous film. So it didn't really add I anything to the film. I mean, but at the end, where they bought the flats and they, they revealed the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That would have been a better end credit than the UN. The UN yeah. scene. See the swap those two scenes around. Possibly, that yes. That would have been more kind of. Oh, it actually makes yeah, more yeah, sense to do yeah. that because if you put the, that scene as a, the final scene, then he would be saying we're going to we're going to try and make a difference. That's why we're going to try and bring ourselves out of like, yeah. out of isolation and try and do something. And then you see the first act of them doing that is buying basically a city block up or a, or a square up and we're going to do something this, or, and we do that all, we buy, also by the way look at our technology we'll get this fucker thing here you know so that would be that would work better if you do right so, it also means now um, that the Wakandan technology is going to have to feature quite heavily with imagine mm. in Infinity War well I'm, I'm going to assume why this is in now because from what you can see of Thanos and his army they take a lot to defeat and basically normal weaponry is not going to take them down they require Wakandan technology in order to defeat this army so it's almost getting to that kind of watchman thing of the outside threat makes us all live in peace essentially like, you know any, any of them my enemy is my friend you know so it, that's previously where they come from did, yeah. did anyone else love the, the head of the gorilla he was oh, yeah he was he awesome he was killing his yeah. like you that bit when he was laughing was yeah. really sinister and he just said that one line and it was oh my okay. god you know, he only has like, he's only for like five minutes but uh-huh. he owns every scene he's in he's like you know you're on me no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, out of ten, Colin, do you hear it? I would give it an eight and a half. Nine and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, I'm going to seven. Same. Eight and a half. I'm going to go seven. Seven. Just again, some of the things let me down was like CGI. Yeah. Could have knocked twenty minutes off yeah. of it, and some. Yes, the general stuff we thought about the things that the, the, the things that were weaker in it brought it down a bit for me. Still think it's on a par with things like perhaps you know Homecoming. Captain America 1 you know yeah. First Avenger yeah. you know Thor the first one Doctor Strange the first one but it's not touching Iron Man 3 or Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy it's not, it's not touching that territory not quite, yeah. yeah I mean it's swinging hard yeah. and I think yeah. what we've got to recognise as three white boys sitting in a room talking, talking about this film <laughs> <laughs> this film also has a massive impact to a wider community yes. and you can see that you can see why you know representation is everything yes. and for the first time there's a film out there that people can not first thing because we had Blade let's not yeah. forget Blade Blade so was an African American fucking super yeah. Yeah. Um, but this yeah. is a special in the Marvel, it's in Marvel MCU. It's, a, it's a, probably the biggest franchise going in the world in the last twenty years, and to have a character, not only a black character and an African character in the lead role, to have an, almost an entire cast, yeah. other than Friedman and Circus, an entirely African American cast, much, or yeah. Af- of African or black cast essentially, yeah. or and also behind the camera. 
you've got a guy driving who's African American as well. You know, so that is, it is utterly massive. Yeah, and, and that's and that does mean something. You know, well, not as much to us, perhaps, but to other people, they need a huge amount. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would, I would say, like, despite being with its small characters, but it's a blockbuster. It's a blockbuster. For sure, it's a, it's a blockbuster. It's, it's a me. proper yeah. popcorn blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. I, 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 yeah. Why go to the cinema? I enjoyed it for the two hours I'm in there. I enjoyed it immensely. I had no issue with it. Proud of it, but I don't think I had no real urge to go back and see it again. No, I'm looking forward to seeing it again because I like all the wee bits in the background. I'm right. But yeah. again, I'm quite happy to wait a wee bit. Jill, did you like Black Panther? Yeah, Jill nods, she liked it. Well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we went on to that. We had um, the three beers posse with us, didn't we? We had uh, the Gilbies and Lorraine and Andy was there as well. I think we all enjoyed it, didn't we? And I think everyone came out. Everyone had, had different Small levels. Yeah. But no one would say it was by any means a bad no, movie. No, although we did have one dissenter, well, not with us at the time, but Barry's Good Lady was a dissenter on this film. Yeah, she wasn't overly blown away by it. Is she a Marvel fan, though? Not overly. Not overly. Has she seen a lot of the Marvel films? Or no. Just, uh, that's also the problem as well. So is she watching like in a vacuum almost? Nah. And the thing is, like I said, with all these Marvel films, you do need to. As much as a vacuum is good to see, and you won't, you can judge a film on its own merit. You know, you can judge like say Thor two on its own merit, and this film on its own merit as well. You do kind of need to have some level of understanding of other films. Like for example, we mentioned the thing with um, Claw. Yes. You didn't know about his arm, but that's also that's mentioned in the previous yeah, films. Yeah, so yeah. they are they are taking an assumption. The people who have seen the previous film have watched it. There will be a certain audience who turn up only for the big event ones, like you know the Avengers and the old ones, but they hope the majority of the audience turn up for all of them. In the I other learned day. this the hard way. Um, <laughs> I've got a wee story about this one because a couple of weeks ago I let Lorraine watch Civil War uh-huh. because right. Black Panther is a Before that, she'd only seen um, the last one, she was Iron Man 2, so right. she finished up um, the, the, the first lot, mm. and so she'd missed out with Winter Soldier and stuff like that, which gives you all the fucking background to Civil War. And it was terrible, so who's that? Aye, why is that happening? Who's that? Why is that Because yeah. I've, I've kind of always said, like, you know, they're, they're going to make these movies to be standalone. They're not. Do they, they actually do. They don't, yeah, don't. And it's only when you watch with someone that hasn't, you think, but they actually don't. You can get a certain level of enjoyment watching with standalone, I think. There is a certain level, but. To actually understand the story yeah. fully and they get full men out of it, you are going to have to understand. Especially something like Civil War, there's so much for the other films. Ah, uh-huh, they just brought into it, yeah. Just, I mean, whole characters, there's like eight or nine characters, she's just like, who the fuck's that? Uh-huh. Like, oh my god. You, you don't know where he comes from, yeah, exactly. So you do need that understanding of the films. Um, um, big year for Marvel, just before yeah, we as well. Um, we've got Black Panther, the first one. Um, May, we've got Deadpool 2, yes. and Infinity War. In the summer, we've got um, Ant Man and Wasp. And, I don't know, um, is that next year? No, that's this issue as well, and oh, sorry. And you've got X-Men Dark Phoenix as well. And we've no, Dark Phoenix is not. No, no I'm going to bet it's not. No, I'm sure it's been pulled. And we've got the new moons as well. No, it's getting done. It's moved to January next year. Have they moved that forward? They've definitely moved that back, yeah. That's a good year for Marvel. What do you call them? You said X-Men Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Definitely a very profitable year for them. I mean, X-Men is supposed to technically as in the universe now. Yeah. I was checking here. This is still going to have to be based on the Fox ones that you've created. They can't just fucking, you know... November 2nd, 2018, this year for release. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at the end of the year, it's good for release. Yeah. But no, New Mutants has definitely been bumped into. Which is really sick. They brought the trailer out for it about, about three months ago. Yeah. And then they bumped it right. I don't know if it's because of bad test screenings or because of the new like, schedule slate. It's still the town, it's a horror film rather than. No, I think it is, but I, I don't know if that's went down badly and maybe the first screenings of it and they've decided to re cut or re edit um, or do something new with it. We've got Venom this year as well. 
You've been this year, is it? Seriously, this year. Yeah, true. Same time as um, October time. I'm kind of feeling by this. I mean. This is sort of oversaturation right now, but like, I need to see this many. Something's going to miss eventually. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, something eventually just, just I mean, but the thing is, if if you release ten and nine hit and one misses... Yeah, exactly. Collateral damage. Yeah, no, you don't really care. Yeah. No, but other people are going to sell this that game and buy it all. That's, that's the... Thing. If people keep comparing it to westerns and the idea that westerns at one point were massive and people burned out on them and then yeah. you don't get westerns made anymore. Yeah. The difference with that is westerns were always were made primarily because they were cheap. Yeah. And when it became not cheap, they had to try and do more spectacle. People got bored of it eventually. These films have never been cheap to make. They've always been expensive. So that's not an issue to not to not make them anymore. You yeah. know, they're always and as long as they're making money, which I think predominantly they are. Even something that we probably three with disliked a lot, which was like say Justice League. And um, Batman v Superman, yeah. we all pretty much disliked them. They still made a fucking crap ton of money. They made their money in some bad Ah, oh, not as much as people maybe the studio wanted. I mean, they wanted maybe two billion rather than a billion, but it still made money. It's huge what, money. What I feel is, um, you you probably answer this more, Richard, but because you're saying that events for the films and I'm saying it as well, that we don't have a miss. But it seems to be like the TV shows. Some of them have been kind of ropey and a miss, but. Again, the, is there a I think I think you're looking, I think you're looking at two different audiences. Though I don't I think like, people like us, or maybe not even Barry, but people like me and you, Colin, who will consume everything. You know, the TV shows, the movies, the fucking audio books they bring out, the, the comic books, everything, everything, anything they bring out with Marvel on it, and to do with you guys, we will consume and want to enjoy. Any people like Barry who will maybe only watch. Out of the 18, maybe you watch, maybe say half them. Yeah. Yeah. Do it based on, like, oh, people I know have told me this film's good. So you do still have a, quite a large casual audience yeah. who are only going to watch certain ones who will flock to go and see Avengers because it's got all of them in it. But they're not going to waste time for that. I don't know who Doctor Strange is, and I don't really care about him as a, in a standalone film. I don't know who Black Panther is, I'm not going to watch him as a, as a standalone character. But fuck me, I will watch Black Panther go alongside Iron Man because he's got Iron Man and everybody's in it. Yeah. So I think there is that big difference. And I think this is my most important question, like, um, is there going to be a Submariner movie? No, there's not. They're making Aquaman. They are making Aquaman. Submariner's so much. Tell you what, if, if Aquaman is a big hit and people like Aquaman, I think you move more of a hope. Yeah, okay. You're going to go and see it a million I'll, times just to make it worth I'll, its time. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. I mean, Aquaman was bad in <laughs> Justice League, so I mean, what are you expecting from this film? Um, but yeah, next week. Next week. Well, well, well this week. still out. We have the Greatest Showman, which I've not seen yet, but I'm going to try and get it. That is still. We've got. To, we have to discuss it at some point when we actually go and see it because yeah. this film's been around longer than Star Wars now. Yeah. It is making ridiculous money. Uh, people love it. And it's it's not only down like Star Wars right now is down to one show in a day, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know why? But I think the wonderful shit plays. People are sad, and it's it's a film that was in. I think I think it's the audience as well. Like yeah. Star Wars, me, you, and Barry are going to go and see Star Wars, right? Yes. Yeah. Love Star Wars, right? Yeah. You've got to kind of try and convince your mate to go and see Star Wars, right? Who is Colin, right? Colin's going to see it anyway. He's yeah, seen yeah. it already, okay? Yeah. Can you convince mum and dad to go and see Star Wars? Yeah. No. Can you convince Stacey to go and see Star Wars? She might come along with you, but she's not, not, not going to go herself. If you, no, no. you saw it yourself first. It's, it's the trade off. You come to this with me. Oh, I'll go and see it. Yeah. No, no, no. That's <laughs> our pals have played that. If you saw Star Wars by yourself, right? And you went, say, this film's so good, you go and see it with your friends. Not going to do it. No. No. But the people who have seen great showmen are able to convince people who don't go to cinema very often to go and see Great Showman. 
they can convince him. You probably come on dad to go and see Great Showman. Yeah. You can probably convince if you've seen it. If like say if I was guilty, Great Showman loves it. So you get five friends at work who go to him once a week or once a month. Yeah. To go see a film, go. What you go see? Go see Great Showman. It's brilliant. Do you know. People have a musical. Is that nice? People could have a musical. I mean, La La Land was a big thing. You know. Yeah. It could be that. But I think it's an odd. difference in audience. The audience for Star Wars was already inbuilt. Yes. Greatest Showman is tapping into an audience that is, in many ways, unrepresented. Much like something like, say, Mamma Mia does as well. People wonder why does Mamma Mia make money? Because you're attacking an audience that that doesn't really get put to that often. Why does Fifth Street Grey make money? Because it's attacking an audience that normally does not get, does not go to cinema. You know, and if you can, and why these films like something like Secret Marigold Hotel? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it tapped or um, all the the Nicholas Sparkling, it tapped an audience that don't get marketed too often. So if you market one film to them, yeah. they go shit. We're going to go and see that. There's a film we're keeps in the trailer for right now. It's the one with Joanne Lumley in it. You know, it's got. You've seen the trailer. For it, it's like the Joanne Lumley, and it's like another couple. It's like Tilda, not Tilda Swinton, somebody else. And it's like the the two sisters. Right. One's yeah. from the rich. One's yeah. the, one's married rich, and then she yeah. has to go back and slum it. Yeah. That film, I guarantee, will make shit tons of money because yeah. the audience for that film. Is 60 year olds over and over yeah. who will go and see a film. Something like um, Poirot one. What was the. Oh, uh, Modern Art That film's not around for way longer than it should have because the audience that att- attracts yeah. is going to go to see the film more than anybody else. We, we, yeah. you know, it's an audience that does not get um, marketed to very often, and I think that's why Great Showman's hanging around for a lot of time. I think I am genuinely looking forward to it. I do like I see think you'll criticise the fuck out of it. I'm absolutely right. forward. I do, I do think Hugh Jackman is insanely charming. Oh, that woman yeah. with a beard. Yeah. She's Are you saying you would with a woman with a beard? No, you would not. Um, also, you still... hold that feeling for you looks like Yeah. Um, also out this week, or still out this week, is the Maze Runner Death Cure, which I've not seen. Yet, but I do want to see it. the reviews that have been. They've been solid, solid but not great. Yeah. But the thing that puts me off more about it is it's a chunky runtime. How long? Is it Two hours twenty. Oh, it's, a, it's a chunky runtime for a. For a but it'd be nice to get a conclusion because we've both invested in the first two, two films. Yeah. So it'd be nice Man to see more than Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's worth credits for Black Panther as well. Yeah. You know, so. Um, also, still out is Phantom Thread. I'm going to try and see it because I'm going to be hopefully trying to talk about it at some point. Um, and also out, which I'm amazed it's still out and it made somehow made money is Status Update. Oh, jeez. It's still out again. But it's what you're saying. And the audience who want to go see that will go and see it. It's yeah. like 90, 13 year olds. Uh huh. That's the movie. That's the movie. They'll go and see it. Yes, mum and dad. Take me, take me, take me, take me. And also, and also with the school holidays on in Glasgow and yeah. Britain this weekend. So time the well. Time the well. Go out and see it. Um, but um, new films out this week are because Black Panther because 52 degrees still on 150 screens a week um, the limited releases so Black Panther 50 degrees the big films you've also got coming out this week which I think unfortunately get buried in this release schedule is The Shape of Water okay. See, yeah. what I noticed was I was looking at the drifting structures when I tried and book it this week uh-huh. is it's got five or six screens this week but next week after Friday it goes to about 10 or 12. Oh, does it? So it, seems, it seems to open up next week. Oh, that's yeah, good then. It's just strange. I don't know if it's because it's midweek that's kind of quieter than. It has been a very staggered release. This one was yeah. in America a good few months ago, and then I was at the, the advanced preview, what, two weeks ago, I went and saw it, was it two weeks ago? That's yeah. the Aquaman Origins yes. story, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Listen, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Um, <laughs> I saw it, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think it's an absolute delight. I'm people, looking forward people should to it. Really yeah. Hopefully, you do see that we can talk about it more, but I'm I actually going to loved try it. And see it Tuesday, Tuesday um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was yeah. a beautiful film. Um, and also, this week, I don't think it's a beautiful looking film, and it looks truly atrocious, but I know for a fact Jill wants to see it. Which one? It's Father Figures. Uh, Wait, uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson and. 
the guy from the office and stuff like that. The uh, I don't know. He's an and stuff. Anyway, what his name is. And I, I like Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. I, I think he's got a charm about. And they're going looking for their dad. Basically, they're they're yeah. looking for their dad. And yeah. there's a sperm donor. Sperm donor trying to find their dad. Yeah. It looks filmed. It looks crass. It looks shit. Is what it looks like. Yeah. It looks Baywatch shit. It's not going to be in the Oscar runs. No, but maybe. Then, I will discuss a couple of weeks' time. There's a few from the world running where you don't understand why they're in the world running. You know, yeah, yeah, you know. I just find the world that boss baby is in the world running right now. Because <laughs> there's only fucking ten animated films. They've got to pick three, so they won't be boss baby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so not much out next week, but there's a lot on, but not a lot of new stuff out. We'll mention it a little bit, of course. Yes, we will. Comment about where to find us. Yes, we will. You can find us at the email address. That number three or the letter of the three? It's the actual number. Written as three. Written as three. number three. Three years and maybe gmail.com. And it's the same for um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Strange enough, you can find us all in the same fucking place, three years and maybe. Um, so look us up, give us some likes, um, some comments, um, some emails about the stories and shit like that. And, uh, Maybe listen to figures in there. Do you want to say hi to our Venezuelan listeners first of all? Ooh. Oh. Nice. Hola. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm not, I don't know either. I, 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 I'm going to assume they're just Spanish. Are we going to go Portuguese? Uh, same spot. Is that not the same language? No, they're Portuguese or Spanish. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you covered three nations on either side of the Atlantic there in the space of one. Yeah. Say hi to Venezuela. Um, hi, Venezuela. Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> places and, and give us some love. Um, you've been listening to Colin McKay. I'm Neil. Richard Laird. And uh, thanks for listening to...